Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the Flowtrack Podcast, everyone. Podcast at gmail.com. I am Kevin Sully, joined by Gordon Mack, who is now wearing glasses for the first time in his life. Gordon, how do they feel? Uh, they feel busying. Do you know that? I don't know. I looked it up. Apparently, when you put on glasses for the first time, you get tizzy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. someone told me it takes a few days for your eyes to get used to the glasses. So... Yeah, I'm in the dizzy phase Abs- right now. Absolutely. Wait, I'm a glasses veteran contact now, but wait till you go back to the optometrist and they switch up, you know, the prescription, right? They make it a little stronger. You'll go through it again then too. So are you seeing things clearer though? Is it working? Wait, yet? So I'm just gonna be dizzy forever? No, you're not going to change your prescription every week or two. But like, say you go back for an appointment in a year or two. They might tighten it up. They might keep it the same, but I have had those headaches before, like you're talking about. But like, are you seeing things? Is it working? Did you realize yeah, you see things like, better. previously your vision was just terrible and you're just like, oh, this is supposed to be way clearer. It is a fun game when I just go up and down with them. I'm like, whoa. I feel like yeah. I have like a, I'm in, I feel like a kid with like that magnifying glass in like mm-hmm. elementary science yeah. class. Like, well, yep. you can see the little leaf. You zoom in on the organisms. But that's for me, it's just I can see <laughs> the words on the screen. Uh, a whole new Gordon like then. Yeah. So maybe you, you're more qualified for photo finish analysis now. 
Because before that's a good point. That's a good point. I think those you were out there Coleman Jacobs line is going to be a lot, a lot clearer now. Right, that's a good point. All right, on the site and on YouTube, we got the race breakdowns. I did Emmanuel Wanyoni this week, and that really. I want to say fun 800. Uh, also, I did Shelly and Fraser Price last week. You got the NCAA show where you're talking an awful lot about Texas. Uh, we were out at Texas yesterday filming a couple workouts with some of the pro athletes, but also the collegians. You're optimistic about this group, Gordon. About Texas? Yeah, I'm more than optimistic. I am predicting greatness to come up. You, uh, just watch the NCAA track and field show episode, and I break down mm -hmm. why Texas is going to do something pretty good next week. Um, it's kind of hard. People, the NCAA season sometimes, you know, you see individual performances here and there, but you never really think about the, the sum of the parts, and you kind of yeah. see that in, in fruition. Intuition? In, not intuition. I don't know what the word I'm trying to say. Anyway. Lost um, me. Just check it out. So NCA <laughs> show going up at 11 a.m. Central on YouTube, 12 p.m. on Facebook. Um, you did your race breakdown with this 15 runners in an 800. Yeah. Uh, what was that like? Well, as I said, it was fun because you had a lot. There's a lot going on here. You had the, the presence of, of 15 guys. You had Bergen almost falling. You had Moala, Mula excuse me, his uh, mismatch kit, which was cool. You had the big kick from Wanyoni and Mala to, at the finish line. And then also you had the weird lean because it looked like Mula was going to get it, but then he leans, I think, too early and is actually coming back when you get across the finish line and also just big picture what it meant. So, yeah, check it out if you haven't already. Find it wherever you find our other content. We also should mention we got a lot of meets coming up on the site the next couple of days, right? We got a lot of continental tours coming. So we do, uh, we, we can, do. we can throw up this, we can throw up the schedule right now for folks to see. So starting on, uh, today, well, here's the schedule. Let's throw it up and I'll read it out loud for those of you watching. Actually, Gordon with his, his eyes. No, I'm not, we got Bidgosh, no, I'm not and reading Duhar, <laughs> Chorzow and Hengelo. Yeah. I guess it doesn't help you with the pr pronunciation, but, uh, with actually seeing the letters, that's the schedule. So starting, uh, that's today, big gosh, at, at 11 a.m. Central. And then continuing through the weekend, a lot of Continental Tour meets that you can watch live on FlowTrack, which I'm sure we'll talk about on Monday, in addition to the Rabat Diamond League, which is where we will begin our show today. Gordon, headlining event for you is? Well, I, I mean... It's always Elaine Thompson, hurrah, right? She's always a headline. Whenever she's on the track, you got to see what she's going to do. She's not going up against that deep of a field in this one. I mean, I mean to lose in the race, Natasha Morrison's in the race, Del Ponte's in the race, but uh, Michelle Lee from Trinidad and Tobago. But it's all about Elaine Thompson, hurrah. This is a Elaine Thompson, hurrah versus clock race, in my opinion. And uh, mm -hmm. I'll be excited to see how it goes down. She, she's been running consistent, but she still has yet to really put down like a, an incredible mark. Like, remember, Shelly and Fraser Price has a faster season's best than Elaine Thompson-Narral. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we look at 
Elaine as the prohibited favorite. So mm-hmm. I'm looking for maybe this might be a moment where Elaine Thompson Ra joins Shelly Ann Fraser Price in the 10 6 club. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe she gets some good conditions, throws down a 10 6 5, 10 6 6, or something like that. So Ooh. to kind of set herself up well as we're coming in on what? Less than well, how many how many weeks are we? How many days are we from Worlds? I uh, see. I screwed this up last time, so I don't want to play the math game. Um, mid mid July is when it starts, so we're about six weeks out of World Championships. She's probably well, going to run forty days, right? And she's going to run, you know, at, at the Jamaican Championships. I'm I'm assuming, in at least the one or the two, maybe uh, both. So she wants to be in good form for that. I hope she runs against Fraser Price, although Fraser Price would have the by the hundred. Um, so I think this will be man. If she goes ten six, this is a lot of a lot of travel, right? She's just in the U.S. now, flying halfway across the country to Rabat. I agree that it's her against the clock. I think right now the only person who can give her a true test is Fraser Price. From the Jamaican perspective, I'm interested in Natasha Morrison. I mean, she was ten eight last year, and when we were talking about hey. Um, that Jamaican four by one for women, they're gonna they can smash this. They smash the record. They smash the world record. She was one of the people in it. Um, now obviously they have a lot of depth with Brianna Williams as well, in addition to Jackson Fraser Price and Elaine Thompson Hurrah. Um, so I kind of have she hasn't run that fast this year. So I'm interested to see what what she has. Is she a contender to make the Jamaican team? Can she be, you know, that fourth person for? Team Jamaica in the 100. Um, got a comment here on YouTube. Comment on YouTube if you're watching live. In what world is Elaine a prohibitive favorite in the women's 100? The world where we currently reside. That's yes, the world. Earth. What, what's, Planet what, Earth. What do you mean? What are, we, what are we talking about here? We've been watching the same sport over the last year? Planet Earth. Correct. Planet Earth. That's where Elaine Thompson hurrah is the prohibitive favorite. For not just this race, but for all the races. Until proven otherwise. Is this like a Shelly Ann Fraser Price stand or something? Or is this like even Listen, crazier, like a Shakari stand? No, even if you're even if you're a big Fraser Price fan, which I don't know, is Jamaica split between Fraser Price fans and Thompson Roth fans? That'd be an interesting question to, to find out. Send me to Jamaica and I'll do a deep dive on that. But you even if you are a Fraser Price fan, I think you have to admit Thompson Roth is the favorite. Rachel Price obviously beat her last year, but looking at what she did at the Olympics and then at pre, I think she's still the favorite until proven otherwise. I would need to see Rachel Price take her down. Am I going to be surprised if that happens? No, because nothing Fraser Price does surprises me, both in terms of times and in placing. But Thompson Ross is number one and should be number one right now. Um, I'm looking forward to this men's four hurdles, Jordan. With uh, Carson Warholm opening his season in this event. No Rye Benjamin, no Allison Dos Santos, but Dos Santos has been running really well so far. And with about six weeks until the World Championships, I'd expect Warholm to be in pretty good form. He's opened really fast before, so I think we should expect something quick from him. 
And I think Dos Santos, we already saw how much pressure he's putting on Roy Benjamin. Beat him already this year. Like, this will tell us, hey, is Warholm going to be in that same vicinity? Or is Warholm going to open with 46 and basically say, no, no, no. It's still my event. It's still all me. So I'm excited to see what he does. He's run fast with no competition before. Because when you run that fast, there's very few people who can give you competition. I think he will. Um, I think he'll go 47 low at the slowest. Otherwise, that would be, I'd be very, not worried, but I would be curious as to what's going to happen next if he's like 47 mid or higher. Can run race slow races. You go back. You'd be and you concerned look, with the 47 eight. You'd be like, ooh. Everyone's come on. Not concerned. Curious. Curious as to what the event is going to look like this year. I chose my words carefully there. Not concerned, but it will be. I don't know. I, I just think it'll be interesting. Like you look at Warholm's past seasons, and like I said, he opens fast. He ran. He doesn't really run slow races anymore. Right? He had that one at the Norwegian Championships, or was like you know he ran that open four that wasn't that that quick um, at the end of this last season. But you know. By and large, the guy does not miss at all. And I'm just big on what Dos Santos has been doing this year. Yeah. I mean, I think it will be good to see where he's at. Similar to, like, we want to see Sydney in the 400 hurdles as well. Right? Like, we haven't seen Sydney yet. We saw in a a random 100 hurdles at Penn Relays. But, yeah, he opened up a 46.7. You're right. His slowest time he ran was... 47-3, I guess 48 that, four, that was in, in Berlin, like post postseason. I'm, yeah. yeah. I'm talking about his ramp up to a major championship. I'm looking at night. Yeah. I'm looking at, well, 2020, uh, he ran a, like an indoor 400, and then he ran that 300-meter hurdle world record, and then he opened with 47-10 in Monaco. Then, then it was 46.87. In 2019, 47.85, 47.33, 47.12. So I guess, I, I, I guess, you know, mid 45s w- would suffice, but the event is different now than it was <laughs> you just in said, 2019. You just said mid 45s would suffice. Sorry, mid, mid 47s, mid 47s. Freudian slip there. Um, mid, mid 47s. But the, the event's different now than it was in 2019, right? Dos Santos is now a factor, right? Everybody's running quicker than they were two years ago. So I'd expect something quick out the gate. Like I expect for him not to leave any doubt about who's number one, just based on what Warholm's track record has been in this event. But fun to see him run. Let's talk about the 800 though. You got some of your, your names here. From that last, uh, you're basically calling this, what are you calling this? Kenyan Trials. Kenyan Trials is what Gordon has called this. Because you got Wayne Yoni uh, in there. Ferguson Rotich. Emmanuel Career. Collins Kiprutu. Michael Saruni. So you have five really fast Kenyans. And then in addition, you have Nigel Amos, who's coming off a run. I, I think it was actually a solid run, considering where the 800 is. Uh, in Ostrava. You got Tuca, Twal, uh, Mariano Garcia, indoor champion. This will be this will be a good test 
for Wayne Yoni. Last time was his first race outside of Africa or outside of Kenya. This will be his second race outside of Kenya. Um, I want to see how he does against uh, this field, which, you know, it's just, just as good as the one he beat in Australia. Yeah, and I'm really excited to see the, the former UTEP guys in Korea and Saruni and see if either of those ones can pop off of, of 143 to kind of take hold of this men's 800 because right now it just seems kind of weird, one, having Moad Sahafi running 143 in Gainesville, Florida, be the world lead. It's also weird that, like, being a 144 runner puts you in – top three in the world like we need some 143s we need we need to start changing this top 10 list in 2022 to have at least four or five 143s maybe even a 142 like we need a 142 before worlds which i don't think we're gonna get but i mean maybe not at least a 143 low before worlds so maybe this is that race it looks like it's good enough We'll see where Courier is, you know, physically. We haven't seen him yet. Mm-hmm. I think we did see him in a 400. I think he ran a 400. Mm-hmm. But we haven't seen him in his main event. So I'm excited for this. And then it's going to be Kenyan Trials-esque because I think the Kenyan 800 team, one of the harder teams to make, similar to like mm-hmm. the men's 100 in the U.S. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm kind of ex- excited to see where the pecking order is. Maybe... Is the 17-year-old now the new top dog in Kenya? That'll be kind of such a quick change. Um, yeah. Because this is looking at last year, I believe. Yeah, it was Career, mm-hmm. Rotich, Cornelius, and then Wenyoni. So mm-hmm. we'll see if things have changed. Career, I am worried about. 146 last race and got sixth. And then he ran a 400, but it was in that horrible weather meet out in Jacksonville. I am concerned about where career's at right now in a similar way that I'd be concerned about where Brazier's at. The two guys we thought going into the season, you can make an argument for both of those guys as the number one 800-meter runner in the world, and for completely different reasons, but you can make arguments for both of them. Uh, both of them are entering a stage in the season where you need to see something if you're going to believe they can do it. And for a career, I think it's even more dire because you're right, he's got to make the team, and it's so hard to make. Right? Or does he have diamond? Who has a buy? Sorry, I should have looked this up ahead of time. He, I don't think he has a buy. Can it win the diamond league final? on it right now travis is on it he does it. have it uh... all right so now so he does have it so oh, he does they have are it. Okay. so they're they're in they're in similar then they're in similar positions here right both have a buy uh both fortunate to have a buy particularly career because of how tough it would be to make it out of his trials but both haven't shown us anything both have not shown us anything to give us any sort of confidence that they're where they were before so men's 800 Keep an eye on that one. Uh, any other events? We got, let's see, Abel Kipsang running another 1,500. I think he's going to run all of them. Uh, Kenny Bednarik in the 200, and then Nian Saba in the 3,000 were the other headliners that I saw. Yeah. 
So are you going to be with me for the post robot live show? Ooh. Yeah, we're planning a post robot live show. Uh put me down for a soft maybe. What is that? Five PM on Sunday? Yeah, I'm not sure. Three exactly. PM on Sunday? Three yeah. maybe. Three o'clock. Three PM Sunday. Central. Okay. It depends how fast Warholm runs. If he runs slower than forty seven five, I'll I'll bring my panic button and you'll be like, wait, why are you panicking about the world record holder preemptively? Um Gregory asks, Gordon, are you sure the glasses are for up close and not distance? Could be why it feels dizzy while on the computer. I mean, you went to a legit optometrist who told you what to do, right? You can just like pick some random pair of glasses. So went to CVS. Like, those look cool. Yeah. Put them on. Oh, I can see better now. They're, they're prescription glasses, yes. correct? For, did for you. the whole number one or number yeah. two thing, the whole. Yeah. Yeah. I've had that experience before. With, with the headaches when things yeah. get tweaked. So I think that's the – I think Gordon was in good hands, whoever his optometrist was. Uh, let's see. What else do we got? Festival of Miles. Gary Martin, high schooler. He ran fast again. But then we had another high school sub-forerunner. Yeah. That's uh, a junior. Connor Burns runs 358 mm-hmm. right behind Gary Martin, who – I believe lowered his time to 3.57, just a little bit. I think, was it a PB? I'm not sure. He's running 3.57 at the high school district meet. meet. Yeah. This district meet. So maybe he slightly lowered it again. But now another another one runs sub four. Yeah, yeah. He ran 3.57.98. Then he ran 3.57.89. So just about a tenth of a second PB. faster. Take that PB. PB's a PB. But I think... Obviously, I think the story here is kind of interesting how no one was thinking Connor Burns from Missouri was on the verge of running a 358 junior. It's the first time we've ever had two high school kids break four in the same race. Mm-hmm. And the list now of sub four milers just continues to grow. Um, it's going to grow even more next year when the Newberry Park juniors who will become seniors is the. Is, Aaron Salmon, Lex, and Leo Young. Those guys are all probably going to be sub four contenders next year. Yeah. Um, and now all of a sudden, Connor Burns becomes one of the top coveted recruits, right? In uh, for next year's, you know, distance recruiting classes. Where do you think he he should go? He's from Missouri. Mm. What, what coach do you think is eyeing him right now? All of them. He ran three fifty eight. All of them. All right, I thought of two things after this race. One, he run 402 before this. In any other year, in any other era, we would have been like, ooh, sub four watch. Everybody would have get, got super excited about the potential because it's not as if this was out of nowhere. This guy was legitimately fast. Two, I think I said at the beginning of the season we were going to have multiple sub fours this year. I don't know if I put an exact number on it. Uh, and I was wondering if that was actually going to happen. Because I know we had Solomon and Martin, but I'm pretty sure I said more than two because two did not seem that out there. So now we have three in a year, which we're getting closer to this just becoming a routine, regular thing. And what I said is we're going to get to the point where you need to run under four to be the national. Like every year, there's going to be a high school boy under four. 
because yeah. it's just it's, it's not the barrier that it was we've been down that road we don't need to talk about how it matches up to other uh, times at other performances but when you have two in one race and one of the guys who's done it already did it and did it at a district meet it just it kind of goes to show you where it's at right now travis can you pull up those uh results again though on the screen so who did these high school kids beat oh they, they beat a they beat a college kid, Jason Clayton. That's okay. You're in college. You're still developing. You and make peace. Oh, your guy. Yeah. Wesley Kip too. Ooh. Your guy. That's not good. But see, he just Kip too. He just has to retire. He just has to retire from the mile, though, right? None of yeah. these guys are my. How many? They didn't meet any milers. Austin Dahlquist, Jordan Mann. He's a steepler. Okay, so yeah, he beat some Everybody's pros. Fine right now. But none of these pros are 1500 meter runners. So, you guys are safe. But I was a little worried there for Wesley Kip too. He just became a pro. He's already losing to high school yeah. kids. Not a good look. That's, that'd good be look. immediate relegation. That'd be rough. You yeah. just get called up to the big time, and then you have to go back down. Is there a, What was the process to get back up? Did you ever say that? Or is there no, uh, nothing? I don't you're know. You're retired. You can't get unretired? Yeah, the process is you're allowed to lose. Once you lose twice to a high school kid, in your event, mm. you have to retire. That's the rule. I don't there's know. If no there's no way to get a, out. You no, just, I think you're just done. Okay, forever. Okay, wow. Because it used to be, well, there is a way to get out. Don't lose the second time. So mm. you get a you're allowed to lose twice. You're only allowed to lose once. Once you lose twice, then you're out. So the sec the way to get out is don't lose the second time. <laughs> Love it. it Actually, if you know you're about to lose a second time, it's best for you to DNF because then I hamstring. won't hold it against you. I'll be like, oh, they were rabbiting or something. And then you're good. But yeah, don't lose the high school kids if you're being paid to run professionally. Mm -hmm. That's just what you shouldn't be doing. Checking on the chat over here. All in the game says shout out to 16-year-old Angela Angelina, excuse me, Topic who just became the youngest to high jump 1.95. Currently, U18 world record 1.96 will be the youngest to hit 1.96 if she does it before July 26. Shout out. That's there a very, that's a very uh, specific stat. I did not know about mm -hmm. the age group records for high jump. Yeah. Uh, Tim Beagle says, I think... Right now? Oh, uh, not... not Good at all. I'm working on a bench. I told you this, Gordon. 2022 is all about the bench for me. You're the jumper. You're the jumper of the two. We all know that about I you. I haven't done my dunk uh, follow-up yet. I'm still... Re so, my recovery, for those wondering, I don't think anyone's really wondering, but I tried, to, I tried to do a bench press today. Well, yesterday. Didn't work. Oh. My arm can't handle it. Oh, because your shoulder's still screwed up. Yeah. So... Still can't do a push-up. I can do everything else, but I can't do a push-up. Yeah. Well, you got glasses now. That could change the equation. It can. I'll and be able to see the hoop and be able to time my jump better. No, I was saying when you bench, it just adds a little more pressure. to, to your Like you don't want the bar to like slam down on you. On my face? Uh, Tamp. Yeah, I guess that would have gone really far. I got pinned the other day benching. That was an experience. Have you ever had that happen to you? 
Where you weren't able to get the bar up? Yeah. I was at the end of a set and I got it pinned. And it, like, adrenaline, I was by myself. I didn't have anybody spotting. So it's kind of like adrenaline kicks in. You're like, okay, this could be it for me. What'd you do? Um, so I tried to slide the, the weight off one side. Um, but then it was, so it was lower weight, but a whole bunch of reps. So then once I, like, I kind of just kept it there. It wasn't like crushing me and I could like roll it onto my stomach. I just needed to like give my arms a little bit of time to, to recover. And then I was able to kind of push it on my stomach and then crunch up. Uh, but for a moment there, it was, uh, it was worrying. If I was doing like huge, like big weight for me, then that would have been really bad because I couldn't have moved it obviously, but be, and I would have obviously wanted to have a spotter, but since it was. Low so you almost died breath. yesterday? No, this wasn't yesterday. This was like two weeks ago, week ago. You almost died two weeks no, ago no. and now you're just telling no, me no, this? No, no. No, I wasn't going to. It was it w again. It would have been bad if it was a, a one rep max type of situation, but it was a thing where I was doing just ten and then taking a break and then ten, like going, going, going. So I just I needed a second to catch my breath, and then I I thought about it logically because I'm trying to slide the weight off, and then I thought about it. I'm like, wait a minute, I can just hold this here and like I can scooch this to my stomach, and then I can crunch up. Like it's not that much weight, or or I could just hold it here, and then eventually I'm gonna my arms are gonna recover and I can get it off my chest it's just it was like doing you know repeat quarters with 60 seconds rest and then by the, the fifth one sixth one whatever you're gassed but then if you took a you know three minute break or something you could go and run that time again that's yeah. basically what it was in any event uh camp eagle says i think the shot will be good in rabat with kovacs are you giving kovacs a chance gordon to beat uh yeah Krauser? Ever since Krauser lost World Indoors, anyone can win. Okay. So you so you wouldn't bet your house on that one? No. I haven't decided who my house pet is. Have I made a house pet? Have yeah, I made you made one? a house pet. It was just it was something like uh Abby Steiner will set the clear. Is it Abby Steiner? It might have been Abby Steiner. We're trying to pull up the wait, where is the shot? Is there no what is I'm trying to find uh, – we're trying to find the shot put start list for Rabat. I don't see it. There's a discus throw. Camp Eagle, did you lead us astray here? Is it on the no, day before? Was. Man. He just wanted to see if we would read anything related to Kovacs. I think that's, that was maybe, a, it's at a, maybe it's at one of the Continental Tours. Yeah. Hey, he, he threw well last meet. So props to him. All right. Oh, he's going to – Yeah, he's it's at the Continental Tour. Yeah. yeah, big gush. That's today. Wait, did yeah. I? Okay, maybe I. Maybe I assumed that he. No, he did say. Look at that graphic. Looks like he's like good graphic melting he's melting onto the meat day font. <laughs> I know. I'm Very not sure what they're going for, but I like it. All right, next on the rundown, I have written down here. Talk about NCAA rankings. I think you wrote that, Gordon. What do yeah, you want to well, talk about? So, first of all, go check out the NCAA show, track and field show. Um, but if you don't want to watch me talk about track, you can watch me. You can just look at the rankings. So, go to the rankings. Let's bring up the rankings. And, Kevin, I want you to kind of critique Take a break. two events. Oh. So, let's ask the chat what event they want us to break down. 
chat. Let us know what event are you most interested in, and then we will critique that ranking. So let me know when we have people in the chat saying what NCA ranking I need. They need to. Wait, so you want me to look at the chat or do you want me to look at the rankings? It's a lot. I want you to look at the chat. The chat's going to tell us which ranking to critique. You're going to critique it. You're going to tell me where I'm wrong. Okay. What if the chat doesn't say anything? (laughs) If the chat doesn't say anything, then you pick the event. Okay, well, which ones I don't like or just in general? Just pick an event. We're going to look at the top eight that I have, and you're going to tell me if you agree, disagree, whatever. All right, let's go to the men's 100. Okay, men's 100. You have favor, Ash, number one, Makai Williams, number two, bowling, three. Harris, four. I would have Williams, one. That's my critique. Yeah. Oh, we're getting some suggestions, though. So why not favor Ash? I just the nine eight to me legal, and I think Williams he had the DQ indoors, but ran well last year. Ran well at USA's last year. You don't think a nine seven nine with three plus wind means anything? It means something for sure, but I weight the nine eight legal better. I think it's between the, those three guys you have listed. Probably two. It's probably between those two. Is that how you yeah. feel? Yeah, I would say it's between, I think, the top four on the men's side. I think Harris. Well, you have four guys who can win it. Hmm. Yeah, I would think I'd put Micaiah Harris as well. Harris, not as likely in the one as he would be in the two, but um, Bowling, Williams, put Fombula also maybe potentially in the mix. However, the 100's not enough. Yeah, meters for him to make up the gap that he's probably going to give favor Ash and Williams. I can see Williams being the favorite because it is home. He did get DQ'd indoors. He did run nine eight six legal. Yeah. I did say he's probably one of the best runners in the U.S. So why am I picking him to lose NCAA's? But I think we may be sleeping on favor Ash, Tennessee man, Justin Gatlin, Christian Coleman. Yeah, favor Ash. Yeah, Things no, I'm not. Threes. I'm not sleeping on Things him. Things come in threes. I'm not. I'm not sleeping on him. I just so his ten best marks all time. Ten oh, this is legal. Ten oh four, ten ten, ten twelve, ten fourteen. Like, yeah, that's a, you were. That's a cherry pick stat, bro. That's a cherry pick stat. He won SECs. Why? He won SECs and he ran nine seven nine this year. That's like the two stats that matter most. Well, he hasn't gotten sub ten legal. That matters. He's not a, he's not God. He can't control the wind, bro. <laughs> I'm not asking. Why are you calling me bro all of a sudden? This is really weird. Yeah, Williams, 986 and 993 this year, and then a 991 last year. Okay, people want to know about the 200, women's 200. All right. So, I'm not biased with my rankings. I let my personal beliefs kind of get eliminated. And I went with favor of Philly. I personally think Abby Steiner's going to win, but when you're representing Flow Track and the Flow Track rankings, you have to give credit where credit's yeah. due. And I'm going with favor of Philly as the favorite at one, Abby Steiner two, Kennedy mm-hmm. Flannel three, Kavona Davis four, and then Anivia Battle five. 
The fact that Battle is down to five, I thought was kind of surprising. That yeah, Texas would put two in the top four, which is why Texas women are going to destroy everyone at this meet. Um, but yeah, I'm going with the Philly first, Steiner second. Mm. But like, it's we know those two are going to finish one two. The big debate is who's going to be the one of the two. Yeah. If I, but she has Mac to be thinks one. It's Steiner Flowtrack thinks it's Ophelia. Ophelia has to be one. Yeah. Yeah. She's. She is the she clear number one yeah. in in the most important race this year. We'd all agree is SECs, correct? For those athletes, could you say NCA Indoor two hundred was important? More important? No, because I think it's just a different race, okay. and I like to do a reset after that season. Listen, okay, fair enough. Her PB is faster, right? She's got the collegiate record, and she beat her head-to-head in the most important race of outdoors. So that all that to say, Steiner, could it's close still, yeah. but there's not really an argument for Ophelia at two and Steiner at one, unless you're just heavily weighting indoors, which I think would be strange, to say the least. Because then you can't, you can't just do it for this one event. You'd have to go back and heavily weight indoors for every single event, and that would highlight just kind of how foolish that would be. So I, I think Ophelia is clearly number one. Here's a not by much. I'm gonna do a little experiment. Let's let's check out Ophelia's and Steiner's mark. So what is Ophelia's third best 200 this year? Uh, what is her is. Trivia, or is this a rhetorical question? Are you going to answer it? It's a rhetorical question. I'm figuring it out as we go. Her third best oh. 200 this year is 22.08. So she has Good. a 21.96, then a 22.04, and then a 22.08. Mm-hmm. Her third best, 22.08. Abby Steiner's third best 200. She has run... 2205, 2207, and 2201. So 2207 is Abby mm. Steiner's third also best 200. Good. Also good. And sometimes... You know what they say. That's a you stat you say. look at, be like, you try to take away their flash in the pan, best mark, and see where yeah. are they consistently running. And I guess 2207 and 2208 are pretty much the same. <laughs> Correct. It shows that it's even or very close, which I think it's very close. But again, you can't really make an argument based on outdoor results that leads you to Ophelia not being number one. I always said, you can put this on a t-shirt, you're only as good as your third best performance. Yes, it's true. I think that's what most people feel. Do you know that that's really true, though? Do you know that that's really true? Hmm. Horizontal jumps. jumps. Yes. Yeah, I've heard you say that before. Because Carl said that. Said that Carl right? Lewis told us that. He's like, throw out everyone's best jump. That means nothing. Mm-hmm. I want to know what their third best jump is. Because that so shows you're doing the, you're doing how the, the good Lewis they are test. In a, a six-round thing. you know, Because mm-hmm. anyone can have a crazy, perfect jump. But can you put it together six times in a row? I always say that for ultramarathons. Anybody can luck out on their first 100-miler. But what's your third best 100-miler? 
Miles, 1500 to 300. 1500 for the men, people are asking about. And then women's. Ooh, this one's a we'll fun one. Too. I, I enjoyed ranking this one. I had to go with Mario Garcia Romo, one. Mm-hmm. And Kip Sang, I knew how to be there in the top three. But I had to put in the South Carolina kid. And he didn't run SECs. And I think it was because of Ramadan, which is why he didn't run. But he looked really good in the prelims. And I could see Garcia Romo potentially losing to, how do you say his last name? I think it's Anas Isai. Anas Isai. I, I honestly Garcia think Romo Garcia Romo could lose to Isai. So that's why I'm putting Isai at least second. Um, but I think it's there's definitely a big three and then a drop-off. I think Kip Sang, Isai, and Garcia Romo, that's your big three. And then fourth through eighth is just – it's going to just be random. It's going to be chaos. It could be anybody. Like, it could be someone Isai who's did beat 20. him. Isai did beat him at the uh, Ole Miss home yeah, game like, at the beginning yep. of the year. In the Cape World, yeah. But he uh, didn't race him at SECs because I, I'm assuming yeah. Saeed was Ramadan, so he didn't run. Uh, but he looked good in the prelims. I'm excited for this matchup. They're all really good runners. Like, they all run 335, 334 like in, the, in the 1500. So who do you, who do you think? Who would you take? Uh, Garcia Romo. Just like just the experience, why? just the ex- experience. experience. Yeah, big meat, big meat runner. I think it's, I think it's open. It's the same way I feel about even the. I mean, we just forget how many upsets there are every year. Even the eight, where you have Zahabi, who's the fastest guy in the world this year. I don't think he's a sure thing. I just think things change when you get into the championship part of the season. Ilya Kipsang, collegiate record holder. Like, why are you know you you can make an argument for him too. Yeah. I had the Khaleesi record, hold, Khaleesi record holder third in the 1500. This is crazy. Yeah. I mean, Kip Sang was second in SEC. So do you know that's why Isai didn't run at SECs, or are you just speculating? Because people. I'm assuming that. I know he was. I know he was. Uh, um, what's the word? Fasting? Observing Ramadan. I talked to the coach. So. Okay. That's okay. why he. Would, I just know that's a thing, so I'm assuming that could have been a factor for why I didn't run. Okay. Then I'm not some, sure if, some, runner, yeah. some runners do run. Yeah, yeah some runners run through it. Okay. Some don't, you know, so. Gotcha. All right, women's 400, and then we'll move on. Last one, women's 400. People want to know about this women's quarter mile, another event where Texas is going to be pretty strong. Going with Cherokee Young. She does have the best time from A&M. And then the two Texas women, Stacey Ann Williams and Kennedy Simon, 2-3. Alexis Holm and Talitha Diggs, who I think they were – Diggs was the one who won indoors, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I have the indoor champion all the way down in fifth. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's just going to be an all-Texas up front. I think Williams and Young are the two best favorites. Holmes and Diggs could – you know, put together a good race and find a way to win. I wouldn't be surprised, but you got to put your money on Young and your leftover money on Williams. 
and then <laughs> the money you find under your couch cushions on Holmes and Diggs. So at SECs, it was Wilson, who's not running the event, and then Young, Holmes, and Diggs. That was the order. It's too bad we don't have some advanced metrics on how, like, SEC sprint champions, like, how often they win NCAAs. That's not even that advanced of a metric, actually. It would just take a lot of time. Because they always say, oh, it's the biggest, you know, it's such a huge, like, you have to run an insane time to win it. So it's this proving ground. But also at the same time, I could see it being a bit draining, too. And maybe you're peaked for that moment, and then two weeks later or four weeks later, it's, it's, it's a different story. Yeah, that's why I think. But in this case, like, Britton Wilson's not running it, so it, it's not even the champion. Yeah. And again, back to harp on the story of what I think the weekend's going to be. Well, SEC steals the headline because they have the best talent, you know, the depth. Like, yeah, they got the Bowlings, they got the Steiners, Ophelias, they got it all. <coughs> what they don't have is the University of Texas yet. And if Texas was in that SEC meet, they would have destroyed everyone. Mm-hmm. in my opinion, especially on the women's side. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But you're going to see a lot of two to three women in multiple finals for the win, like for Texas, which is hard to do. So mm-hmm. maybe I'm a little biased. We were just at Texas literally yesterday. So I'm going to work out Wednesday. But Yeah. I was going to say. What I let the computers tell was me. Was it? Yeah. Did you see something at the workout, and then you're like, ah, got to change the algorithm here. <laughs> uh, the block starts look good. Let's go. Let's, I didn't see let's anything go in the back algorithm. into the computers and, and change some stuff. No? no? So, I didn't change it. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're incredibly deep. They have points coming from all different directions. Um, so even if one person falters then they're going to be fine. And the thing, the reality is, and all the coaches know this and talk about it, with the schedule being so tight, you want to have a deep roster. It's hard to get people to double and triple in that meet and rely on one or two people to get the lion's share of your points. Yeah. Texas has uh, 33 entries. Yeah, I'm just looking at the – this is interesting. Total entries by school. So this is men and women. Texas have 33. LSU, 25. Um, Florida and Texas Tech have 24. You're getting quieter and quieter the way you're talking. Yeah, I'm trying out for NPR, uh, guest hosting gig. This is Kevin Sully. It's 7.46 Pacific time. Now to Market Watch with Gordon Mack. Gordon. Now to Internet Coach with Gordon Mack. Let's go, Internet Coach. If you want to participate in Internet Coach, want some advice, email the show, flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com, subject line, Internet Coach. Listen, Gordon has glasses now. He's only going to dispense good advice. The old advice, probably discount it. That was pre-glasses, Gordon. He wasn't seeing yes. things clearly. Now he is bespeckled, and he's ready to help you reach your running, jumping, or throwing goals. Colt, who are we helping out this week? All right, so here is Matthew, and here's the situation he's going with. Matthew, okay. Hey. He's on June the 12th. He's running an 800-meter solo time trial. 
Interesting. Gordon, why don't you take it away on this one? So in the fourth week of training, running on and off for the past, he's in this fourth week of training. He's been running on and off for the past three years. He's only been training for four weeks on and off for the past three years. Is that it? Yeah, we got a little bit more. Okay. 19. Last 800 was 158 three years ago. So at 16, he ran 158. It's pretty good. Here's some recent 16. workouts. All right. May 31st and May 27th. So this later workout, he did 6 by 200, rest 6 by 200. He was basically running 31s, 30s, and then a little bit of a 32 here and there, but mainly 30s, okay? And then May 31st, keep, keep the graphic up, uh, 4 by 2 to 4, where he was running 32, 33, 33, 66, 32, 31, 64. So it's kind of interesting how your 200s got slower four days later than before because four by two the first you know you went 31 31 and then the other ones you started opening with 33s you were scared of the 400 clearly you're like ah I'm scared of 400 but you you shouldn't be because you were able to run 60 in the last one all right so let's go back what's what's doing a time trial 800 he's run 158 you've only been you've been running on and off i know what that feels like run on and off You've only been training for four weeks. You're in good shape for only training for four weeks and running on and on and off. I mean, the fact that you're able to do that two, that four by two to 400 workout and end with the 60, you know, it's pretty good. All right. So what's the questions? All or right. There's so, questions. Yeah. Specifically for you, Gordon, I want to okay. figure out what workouts to do. Oh, we're, we're, oh, okay. This is, this is all Gordon. I, I love three it. Workouts? <laughs> I gotta write three workouts. All right. Do it, Gordon. Races on I'm June not 12th. Give you three workouts. I'll just June 12th is race. And he's no, 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 give him three. three. He wants three. Give him three. All right. Three workouts. So June 3rd. He has a workout today. He needs a workout today. Okay. So yeah, doing, he's did. watching live probably, waiting for his workout from you. He's Help on the track on his phone watching it. Be like, Coach, what am I doing? Am I Hopefully. Doing? That's the level of dedication I want from this segment. Okay, you definitely need to do some type of like longer stuff because right now you're only doing four. You need, a, you need to throw in some 600s in there. So I would say do a... No, not even 600. Do like a 500 because stopping mm. after 400 is a little too easy. So I'd say do a do a three by uh, do a three by four, uh, four by 500. Come on, Gordon. Give him a workout. Right, a what four is it? Four by 500. Four by then, 500. Uh, okay. Yeah, four by 500. And the June, the June, the June tenth workout. I'll tell you what the June tenth workout is. The one last one. I want you to run, um, basically run a thirty second two hundred, 
Mm-hmm. You're gonna do was it two? You're gonna do two by six hundred. No, six by two hundred. Sorry, I'm, I'm I'm putting this together all last minute. You're doing six by two hundred, where you're gonna run a two hundred in like twenty nine or thirty seconds, probably thirty, and then you jog two hundred meters. All right, and then the second two hundred, you're gonna run the exact same time. You're gonna try to always hit the exact same time. So. Pick a time, probably 30.5 or whatever. You run 30.5 okay. again, or maybe 31. You run 31, and then you're going to accelerate for 20 meters. Mm. Right? So you're really running a 220. And then you can jog the remaining back to the start line again. Then you can do it again. Again, run a 31. Then you're going to accelerate for 20 meters, and then accelerate again for another 20 meters. So you're basically you're teaching yourself to add a gear every 20 meters. So you run a 240. Then you do it again. Doing a 260 and a 280 and then a 300. And when mm-hmm. you're doing the extra 20, 40, 60, 80, or 100 meters, you have to accelerate every 20 meters. So it's trying to teach, your, teach yourself that you can try to go to another gear with keeping the same opening 200. So do that, the last workout. And then the other workout, I'll do like a – do like a eight – by 400 wait isn't that but isn't his thing on the 12th yeah he's gonna be yeah yeah you don't want to do eight by 400 two days before his no you do no you do eight by 400 on the seventh that 200 workout oh, okay. is the 10th workout yeah oh okay so, third gotcha. you do four by 500 seventh you do eight by 400 and then the it might be gas by the you, end the 12th you do the 200 meter workout you don't get gas in the 200 meter workout it's easy you're just running okay. 200 meters, bro. You're done. Here's what I would do. He, he didn't ask me. Start. Yes, we have a separate question for you, Kevin, actually. With blocks? <laughs> I'm going to say a lot of block starts. Go ahead. All right. What's the question? Race, plan, predict time. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this back to Gordon, though, because Gordon's been, been shepherding us through this entire segment. Give me a range in terms of time. What do you think? I think he's going to run 204 to 208. All right. So race plan. I mean, everybody talks about that third 200, right? For that race, for, for that, for the 800, right? The third 200 is where it's at. The third 200, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to do something there to stay, stay aggressive. I think... Go out in 62. Go out in 62. Again, try to push. Do you have access to wave light technology? Would be my follow-up. Um, if not, do you have access to several rabbit? Like, could you become... Could you call... Where do you live? Club? Yeah. Where do you live? Like, is Eric Swinski available? Because if yes. he's available, then you're good. Yeah, do we know where the email or like Iowa, anywhere in the Midwest? Can we fly Sawinski out? Sawinski should start a side business. It's like I'll pace you to your PR. And this could be That's a great business. One of his clients. Yeah. First client. Yeah. Just pacing all the time. That's low key we, a great business plan. The money is not always in the fastest people. Sometimes the money is is in the masses because there's more of us out there, and they're probably willing to pay. Has, 
He's, he definitely has extra cash available. You could throw yeah. Suwinski a couple hundred bucks, right? Yeah. So I'd say, I'd, I mean, the, the whole, you know, the Nick Simmons thing is always like two-second differential, right, between the first lap and the, and the second lap. So I think 62 would set him up. I mean, don't go out any quicker than 30 for the first 200, yeah. I would say. Try to, try to nail that first 200 in 30. And then you're going to be by yourself if all these other plans don't work. You won't have any lights. So it's going to be tough from there on. But that third, that third 200, focus on it. Hey, did we ever figure out – remember that guy who we saw in, uh, at the Penn Relays who was running an 800 who was listening to the pod while he saw us? Did, he, did that race happen? Yeah, he ran a running lane apparently. Okay. Do we know if he hit I his time? I don't remember his name. I don't remember his name. He was trying to run like 155 or something. In the 800. Yeah. I'll say on yours, on your advice. I mean, I know that was your. Okay, he's from. Okay, apparently he's from Wisconsin. So, so Winsky's not far away. I don't know where his city is in Wisconsin relative to where Sawinski's at, but it can't be too hard to find him to get him there. Uh, maybe have to do a little GoFundMe or something. But. I would go lighter on the workouts than what Gordon suggested. Now, I know I wasn't asked the workout question, but I would just go into this with, a, like, a lot of pop in my legs. Uh, rest. Rest is amazing. So, good luck. Let I us disagree. know how it goes. I disagree. I don't think my workouts are that strenuous. It's, let's say, four Two days before, nothing's – Two days before, though. Well, that, and then uh, – Yeah, that's, that's fine. But two – Two, two days before, it's not going to make a bit of difference one way or the other. All it's going to do is slow you down. Now, long-term, if he's talking about, oh, I want to be able to be awesome in August, so you want to keep putting the work in. But if this time trial is really important, and it's important to me and you because we want to show our bona fides when it comes to, to internet coaching, I want him to be rested. I don't want to come in with heavy legs at all. So we got one more question. Uh, tell me something that will make me run fast. Um. <laughs> We're Colt. counting this is on for you. Colt. No, this I mean, is for Colt. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, I didn't see this. my Colt. question, man. Sorry, no, I, sorry. It's it's all right. It's all right. I got three quick ideas. I just wanted to run past you guys. Um, I've been doing a little research on the shoes. I'm not seeing why. Why aren't people just making the spikes longer? Wouldn't that give you a little bit more traction? <laughs> is it a football cleats? Yeah, There's just some rules against that, Colt. Oh, okay. Right. Well, I didn't get to that part of the rule book. Uh, second advice is just drink water. <laughs> Um, I think that will carry over for all events. Um, yeah. And my third one, and I've uh, been seeing Colt, this. Qu- yeah, Colt. For if there's no water available, should he go towards Gatorade or Powerade? Ooh, definitely Gatorade. Powerade is like the Walmart brand. We I don't know if we have any sponsorships that I ruined, unfortunately, there. But yeah, Not don't anymore. drink. Don't drink Powerade. Gatorade only. Uh, and third suggestion: we've been seeing a lot of. I don't know, like people getting attacked on the track. So I know this is a time trial, but maybe just bring the baton yeah. with you just for self-defense. <laughs> Someone's coming on the track, trying to mess with your time. Just beat them away with that baton. You'll be fine. So be on the lookout on your time trial. I like that. Man, that's good advice. Says I will no, he include this note. I will include your coaching, Gordon, in my YouTube video. Kevin, I will play your clip the day before my race. Colt, I'll listen to your advice in the moments leading up to the race. I could attend the podcast live if I know what date and time. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he comes back. Comes back on. We'll have to bring him on. 
we got to hear if this worked, right? Yeah. So wait, it's time trials on the 12th. Are we live on the pod that day? What day is that? It's a Sunday. Checking. Sunday. Get back We're not live Sundays. that day. Bonus live pod. We did Rabat Diamond League, and then we go to 800 time trial in Wisconsin. But How cool! You should would definitely it be? join the pod on that Monday morning, and we'll yeah we'll lead we'll lead our podcast not with what happened in NCAA's, <laughs> but with uh, what happened in this 800 time trial. Yeah, good advice though, Cole. I think your advice was probably the most important. Thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, film it and send it in if you're listening. Thirty, film, film your 800 and send it in. Yeah, not too fast. Drink water. Bring a baton like Colts. <laughs> What's the deal with these spikes? Uh, all right, we're finding out the city here. Oh, it's uh, okay. So close to Green Bay. What's the weather like there? The weather okay? Hmm. Should have asked that before you prescribed all those crazy workouts, Gordon. I'm now, which coach were you? That two hundred workouts which, go to two day out workout. I don't know. Which, which coach were you channeling there with those workouts? Was that Mike Smith? Was that Carl Lewis, was that Diljit Taylor, was that Edric Florial, who you just saw yesterday? It's a little bit of a few. Everything? I don't want to say <laughs> who it was. Balls. Those are all workouts I've done. One of those workouts oh. I did in high school, another of those workouts I did in college, and another one of those workouts I watched someone do while in my 20s. I won't say which one was which. Wait, when you say watch someone do when you were in your 20s, was that in your capacity as working at FlowTrack? So you were watching a fast person do that? Maybe. Who was it? Well, say the athlete. What do you, mean, what do you, you don't have to say the word. Who, what's the secrecy about? No, there's secrecy. It wasn't a no, professional athlete. It wasn't a professional oh. athlete. It was, it was a local Austin runner. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. I thought you were going to be like, this is the workout that David Risha did before he broke the world record. And you weren't going to no, tell no, us. No, no, it's not that. Apparently, the weather on the 12th is going to be high of 95, low of 70. Ooh. Yeah. I, did he say what time of day he's going to do it? I don't know. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, do you have a rant for this week? Or do you want me to rant about you? I don't have a rant. I was trying to think. Okay. Nothing... Bothered me too much about the her sport. Sport state kind of low key. Then? All right. Yeah, I'm going to do my Gordon me. rant then. I'm going to do a Gordon rant. Listen, I need help from the audience here to encourage Gordon. Now, Gordon does a lot of things that drive me crazy. Pride does a lot of things that drive you crazy. They confound you. They frustrate you. I went out yesterday on a shoot with Gordon. We had a good time. It was fun. We went to Texas. You know, it's a, it's a great experience. Anytime you can witness a program firsthand, I don't take that stuff for granted. But then the car ride home, Gordon's telling me about a recent day that he had and the food that he ingested. And ordinarily, I hear these stories, and I laugh, and I chuckle. Um, but th this broke me. This broke me, which is why I need to bring it up in the pod and talk to everybody else. Because I just don't get why we're still having this issue. So this is the story that Gordon told. I'm probably going to get some facts wrong, but whatever. It, the, the truth won't be too much worse than the reality. He woke up one day uh, late. And then for lunch, had two leftover donuts, which left him feeling 
poorly, as you can imagine, because he's a man in his mid-30s and all he had to eat that day was two donuts, right? A lot of sugar in your system. Then he got to dinner time and he realized he had a soccer game coming up because Gordon is an athlete. He plays in an adult soccer league, co-ed soccer league. And he realized that the two donuts that he had for lunch wasn't going to cut it. So what did he do? He pounds a banh mi right before he goes on the field. And obviously that impacts his performance. To what degree, I don't know because I wasn't watching him, but he played like crap, folks. So he tells me the story when I'm in the car. I'm just like, why? Why are you doing this? Why are you making life so hard on yourself? There are plenty of good ways to get healthy food or at least consistent food in your body in 2022. So everything I've said doesn't work because this has been a couple of years, although I've never confronted him publicly on a podcast like this before, so maybe this will change. Uh, coworker Brian, everybody tells Gordon, hey, this is crazy. This is weird. So I'm hoping the podcast community can help you, you know, in the spirit of you becoming a dunker, I feel like it will help you to jump higher. If there's just, I'm not even saying better food. I'm just saying more consistent food. That's all I'm saying at this point. So please, listeners, help me help Gordon. I appreciate that you decide to have this intervention live on YouTube with a bunch of our followers, you know? Yeah. Can I have, can I defend myself? Can I have at least sure. one defense? One defense? Sure. That day, that, that diet that day was not planned. That was not my intention. I don't plan on doing it again. I didn't enjoy it. Good. It was all because of circumstantial situations that led to the two donuts and the bon me. I just, you know, I normally go to a grocery store, but you know, I was gone for No, you don't. You don't. For Memorial you don't go Day to grocery weekend, so I didn't go to the grocery this. store then. So there was you just like one day led to another and all of a sudden my entire <laughs> fridge is empty for way too long. Dude, Travis is all That's over not what my fridge it. looks like. That's when Zoom I in on that. Store, I swear. I swear. It, I swear. The caption literally says, this is what happens when I go grocery stop shopping. Hashtag still a kid. Which is the, this is the problem. This was 385 weeks ago. This is so long ago. I'm a different man. I've changed. Dude, you got, Gordon, you got an 18 pack of Snickers, Three Musketeers, and Milky Way ice cream bars in there. Okay. You have Hot Pockets. You have this... the most healthiest thing in here is, and you have two different types of soft pretzels which kind of offends me just in terms of lack of variety. Like if you're going to go unhealthy, throw something else in there at least. Uh, mozzarella sticks or something. Your freezer even closed with all that? Like the pretzels are like sticking out to the side. This is from a long time ago. This is from 2015. This is a long changed? time ago. I don't know how out, Travis guys. is finding an Instagram from 2015, but okay. I'm doing I'm, – Okay, so Miles Watts asking, how many calories do you eat on a daily basis? I have no idea. I probably should know that. Here's the thing. You're criticizing my diet. I would like to say, I personally think I am getting healthier than I was in 2021. I'm biking every day. Up, we need to speed it up. We need the, yeah, the nutrition is a lifting. key part. I love that you're working out. I love that you've prioritized physical fitness. But the, the building, you know, the, the, when you told me that story yesterday, something in me was just like, I got to say something. I got to, I got to bring You're this right. up. 
You're right. Can we get internet coach, but like internet, like nutritionist? Internet nutritionist or or something? We need to get somebody to write in or or somebody to suggest. I mean, I guess the obvious stuff. Here's another one. Introducing the airport diet where you ate a Snickers. (laughs) Man, you posted all this stuff on social media. Here's a picture of Welch's fruit snacks and uh, Snickers. See, that's from 2016. Different man. I was a different man then. Different person. All right. You're right. I'm not going to do that again. Um, I'm going to go. You know what? I'm going to go to the grocery store after this podcast. How about Can that? you film it? Here's what you need to do. Because there's all this evidence of you making I got to show what I bought on Monday's podcast. Yeah. Let's start okay. documenting this. Let's start okay. documenting this um, so that people can follow along. Let's, okay. let's see if Gordon can get, get some vegetables in the diet. Or let's see if Gordon – again, just, can, just consistency. Just consistency. That's all I'm looking for. I just don't want to hear a two donut and then bond me right before you go play midfielder story again. I just don't want to hear that again. It wasn't good, man. I thought I, yeah, you know, right. Yeah. Ooh. And the, the reason I bring it up is because you acknowledged it wasn't good. Yeah. But then you're also acknowledging we, you almost were implying like, ah, nothing I could do. And I was telling you, no, you do have, you do have ownership over these choices. So. Please, listeners, whatever you can do, if you can think it, help out my, my co-host, Gordon. Um, we'll be back, though, uh, on Sunday. That's the plan, at least. Rabat Diamond League recap. Thanks, everybody, for uh, tuning in, subscribing, following, all that good stuff. Um, thanks to Colt. Thanks to Travis. Fun show on a Friday. Have a great weekend, everyone.